Welcome to our official first podcast for the SOAS Student Union. I am Lucy Akula. I am the Black Student Support Coordinator for the SU. And with me is Susanna. Susanna, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Susanna Montezudin, and I am the Academic and Welfare Advisor for the Students' Union. Great. Um, so Susanna and I decided to do this podcast to briefly introduce what we do for the Students' Unions when it comes to student support, but also to talk about some of the other support infrastructures that are available within the school. To do that, we're going to briefly first talk about ourselves, so what we do for the student unions, how we assist students in academic advice or well-being advice, and how that will benefit some of you if you need that support. I am um, the Black Student Support Coordinator for the SU. That basically means that I deal with most things that have to do with Black students, from academic support to well-being support. I am the intermediate uh, person that students can come to and discuss some of the issues that they have with the school or even with the union. And I try to support them in, for example, getting well-being support from the school, talking to lecturers or talking to other support structures within the school to make sure that they get the help that they need. It also has a lot to do with having sort of an overview to what's happening within the school, what kind of policy the school has relating to support and academic progress and how that affects black students. So we know that there is an attainment gap in the UK and we basically created the Black Student Support Coordinator role to make sure that issues that affect black students in their academic development and progress are raised within different levels of the school that can be from well-being support as mentioned before but it can also be it can also mean making sure that there are enough and good infrastructures in place to support students when it comes to for example mitigating circumstances dealing with crises such as the one we're now with COVID-19, but also making sure that issues that students raise with regards to curriculum are uh, taken seriously and uh, addressed by the school. So that's a little bit of what I do. How about you, Susanna? Sure. Yeah. So as I said, I'm the academic and welfare advisor for uh, the Students' Union. I My role was introduced back in 2013, primarily to provide you know, support around firstly, academic related issues. So, you know, if you need advice, if you're having issues with your course, or you want to talk about the teaching standards on your course, if you need some support on extensions, you can come and speak to me about those things. There's also the welfare side. So if you are affected by personal issues during your time at SOAS, like whether it's around housing, mental health, financial issues, like you can come and speak to me and we can, you know, try and explore what options you have. You know, if we can't necessarily support you, we can also signpost you to other services at the school, but also externally too. So yeah, that's that's a summary, brief summary of my role. I just wanted to ask Lucia, sort of what sort of projects you've done in the past year with students and you know, do you have any plans for this upcoming term? 
Yeah, um, so last year was actually a very busy year for us within the student union because we had to deal with issues like the the lockdown and strikes uh, that happened in higher education. But in in relate in relation to project, we did quite a lot. So we last year we launched the Black Student Caucus, which is basically bringing together Black students within SOAS to listen and raise issues that they would like the school to take on. So that means issues on race, race relations at SOAS, racism, bias, and also making sure that Black students and their experiences are celebrated within the school. So not only raising issues that people would normally categorize as negative, but also thinking about the ways Black students embrace SOAS culture and add so much value to SOAS culture. We also also contributed to the curriculum, undergraduate curriculum review that happened over the past year to make sure that there's a more guided and structured curriculum for those coming in at SOAS and helping them also to see what SOAS has to offer. SOAS has so many um, modules and courses available, and it's sometimes very difficult for students to make a choice on what they would like to take, what kind of modules or courses they would like to choose from. So the curriculum review really helped us look at not only ways in which we can shape what students can study at SOAS, but also how they can study these things at SOAS. We also worked very closely with the school in supporting the Race and Accountability Listening Project, which is basically a consultancy that had to look into how race and race relation uh, issues um, are functioning, are working within SOAS, and what kind of issues both staff and students are dealing with and how we can improve not only SOAS culture, but also how we deal with issues of discrimination, bias, inclusion, and diversity. So in that sense, there there was quite a lot to do, especially in the climate that we're, that we're in where we're talking about Black Lives Matter, we're talking about making sure higher education is more inclusive. I had the opportunity to really contribute to some amazing projects, which also included launching important series for Black History Month, which was Black and Queer in collaboration with a student, uh, Gavin, who contributed so much. And we are coming back this year with another great series for Black and Queer. So Black Black History Month is happening next month, October. So again, promises to be a very exciting with some good events and interesting conversations about um, not only what's happening so much, but what's happening in society overall. So yeah, it was a very interesting year for us. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this sort of summer term just since COVID, it's been really quite challenging for us. I mean, for myself, my work, you know, I've been able to reach out to students, have video calls, telephone calls, and, you know, speak through email uh, as well. And I think everything going, like you mentioned, Lucy, everything going on with BLM, do you feel like you've been able to reach out to, to black students over this period? Has it been, has it, has there been challenges for you? It was definitely a challenge. I think the difficulty over this period was, of course, the lockdown. Who went into a lockdown from March? So meaning that we are no longer on campus and making sure that we check in on students and making sure that students are supported enough during this difficult period became quite a challenge because we wanted to make sure that we give students the space because people need their own way and their own time to process traumatic experiences like this. But we also wanted to make sure that we are 
reaching out and making sure uh, students are okay. We organize uh, support sessions in collaboration with Student Advice and Wellbeing, so counseling sessions where students could come in and talk to in groups, and if they wanted to, they could break out in separate uh, rooms, digital rooms, where they can uh, talk to a counselor, a SOAS counselor directly, and get the support they needed. We did have actually quite a lot of students reach out to us during the period because it was such a traumatic period for a lot of us. It, of course, affects your ability to to uh, dedicate time to your academic work, meaning you may lose, you may miss some deadlines or lose some time in preparing for the stuff that you need to do. So for a lot of students, reaching out to us meant wanting the support to either help them structure their uh, work a little bit better, but also getting that mental health, mental health support so they can mm-hmm. finish and submit work or even continue on next year. So the challenges that were there were definitely us not being able to see students physically, but also trying to balance the boundary of giving students the space to be able to process these things, but also making sure and be, be, being, be, being very vigilant about checking in on students on time. Yeah, and I think it's been really important like I think one of our main roles has been to basically try and keep students in touch not only with the SU but also with the school and just to make sure that students are aware that you know the school are still open they are they are still providing their you know support everything is online it's Mm -hmm. a little bit different but you know going into term one there will be support available and I guess we can move on to maybe talking about that now. Some of the uh, support structures that you feel students usually benefit the most from once they are at SOAS. What are some of the things that students definitely need to know if you know that this has been a difficult year for me or this is a completely new environment for me? I would like to have the tools or services available to me to make sure I succeed this year. So firstly, I mean, there's there's a couple of places students can go to term one. So you've got you know, you've got the student advice and well-being team who are great. Um, they provide free counselling to students. So you, if you need to talk to someone having personal issues, you can access that. We'll basically add all the details of what we're, we're speaking about. They provide counselling. There's additional support for students who have mental health issues, learning disabilities and differences, and also neurodiversity issues Mm -hmm. so you can get additional support you know around your essays if you need to work on time management things like that accessing materials you can go to student advice and well-being you can also go to your personal tutors so from my understanding you students usually get an email just to let them know hey this is your personal tutor for the year so you can touch base with them talk about you know if you've got any questions on your essays if you need if you need to hand in your work late and also if you're having personal issues you can you can go to your personal tutor as well there's also the deport your department support office so there's a couple of staff who can support you with if you're having issues online with your Moodle, submitting essays, you can go to them. But there's also the Student Hub. So they're quite a big 
part of student support where you can pretty much, I don't know what you think, Lucy, ask any questions there. Like, so if you have a question around your visa or your enrollment or your fees, you you can go to them and they will be able to refer you. Yeah, they can refer you to the relevant places. Um, Obviously, you can come to us as well, the SU. I mean, if you want to get involved with campaigns, activities. We won't go into detail um, in this podcast. We'd like to invite the sabbatical officers on so they can tell you a bit more about that. You can come and speak to us. If you need support with drafting documents, you know, for late submissions, you can come and speak to us and we can support you with that as well. Definitely. So we, we, as Susanna mentioned, we also offer support in helping you draft any documents or letter, or even looking through documents and letter with you that you think are important for any kind of mitigated um, circumstances that you have. And I think for a lot of students, sometimes there's the difficulty of one feeling that they have to share too much uh, or a little bit of the, the information that they feel that they need to submit a bit invasive when it comes to personal experiences. So we're really there to support students to see how they can navigate the, the school system in providing documentation if they have to. One of the things that we really try to make sure is that a lot of times the, the important aspect of uh, engaging in, in a positive way with the school is making sure that you know that you have, you have autonomy in what you want to discuss once you want to raise so you don't have to feel pressured in talking about issues even if that is with a personal tutor or with student advice will be that you're not comfortable with yet and the 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 support structures are there in place to help you when you are ready and um, when you are ready we are also there to guide you through that so I've had instances for example where students felt black students felt more comfortable talking to me first explaining the situation they're in and what kind of difficulties the difficulties they're experiencing and asking me what would be the best solution what would be the best advice in this case I then discuss with them these are the options that is that are available within the school I can re- refer your assigned post you to the right person and they will be able to give you the more long-term support that you need if that's necessary and sometimes students really just want that extra support and that extra reassurance and as a student unions because we are here for students they feel that they can get that from us first. So that's a really important aspect of building that support network from a student union to the school. Yeah, definitely. I I think we try to be as independent as possible from the school. You know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of students, when they come to us, Lucy, I think, you know, they're a little bit nervous of, you know, interacting with the school. They might not want to, you know, they might not feel comfortable and there may be a conflict of interest there where, you know, they don't want to go to their department. Um, And so, you know, we try to provide a warm, non-judgmental, confidential space where students are able to express like their feelings, if they're angry or if they, you know, got any concerns with the school, you know, we want to make sure we're able to voice their concerns in in a kind of safeguarded way as well. 
you know, to protect the student voice as well. Safe boarding is such an important aspect of student support, both from us, the student union and the school. As Susanna uh, mentioned earlier, like there are different support structures in place to help you, for example, with accommodation, uh, financial management, uh, study support. So, for example, helping you to plan a year schedule on how you should, how you can best manage reading and preparing for exam, etc. But there's also, the school also offers complementary therapies. You can get massages at the time when we were able to be physically in the school on campus. You could get massages and yoga sessions. So, There are a lot of things in place, even faith and spiritual uh, support. We have a very uh, good uh, multi-faith chaplaincy team who works um, with students on on different ways on navigating London life from different religious and spiritual backgrounds. So it's a really important aspect of knowing where you can uh, get the help and support you need, but also making sure that that help is through that the help is managed through a, a, a very well understood safeguarding system, which is what we um, work with within the school. So that's really important. Yeah, I think I think another thing you know about empowering students and giving student voices is just the engagement that will hopefully happen. I mean, it's going to be mostly online, but that community engagement through um, societies at SOAS as well you know the peer support and things like that and it will be quite nice to have the sabbaticals on here so they can tell you a bit more about those societies and clubs. The support that societies offer not only to us the union and the school is so crucial because a lot of time the experiences that students have within when they come to SOAS has a lot to do with the experiences they have with societies. So societies are um, most of the time people who organize most of the lively and very interesting events happening at SOAS, at least those events that are uh, more student interactive. So, And it's always good to see how, how much influence and how much dedication student societies have, not only within the union and the school. Some of the projects that we launched, including my role, for example, were presented through a student society. The Art and African Mind Society launched a very uh, beautiful campaign last year, My Reading List is Black, where they basically try to highlight some of the amazing Black scholars and mm. authors there are for within different areas and bringing that to the attention of the school. And it was such an important project because it brought that conversation to the fore when we're talking about cur- the curriculum and decolonizing education and decolonizing SOAS. We have to look at things such as reading lists. We have to look at things, how students approach uh, what they're exactly studying at SOAS. So societies are extremely important for that. And hopefully the... Shall we move on to just general tips? Yes. So this year we're working mostly remotely. The school will be gradually reopening certain areas. You are already able to, for example, book study spaces and pick up books if necessary. I think from don't quote me exactly on that. I'll have to check. But it's really important to know what you can expect the coming year when you are experiencing most of your academic teaching and engagement remotely. So what are some of the things that we can be mindful of, Susanna? What would you say they're coming in at SOAS? For example, if this is their first year, if they've never been at SOAS before, and they don't have the opportunity to be physically on campus. Yeah, I think this is very unusual year. And I think it's, there's going to be a lot of challenges, you know, in terms of 
students experiencing isolation I think we all are to a certain extent it's really sort of even odd doing this and I can't see your face Lucia so I mean I would just from my personal experience you know I'm working I'm also studying at the moment doing all of this from my house I feel like there are I'd say five key tips that I can tell you about so what's helped me as well so the first one is routine and framework So I think it's really important to try and organize yourself for, you know, your academic and or working week, like set times of when you study, set times of when you're in work mode, if you do have a job and make sure you have like chill out time where you don't do those things, because I think it can get really claustrophobic if you don't have that organization, you you kind of lose track of time and you can get caught up in work and that can be really stressful. If you can, I also think creating a healthy workspace mm-hmm. is really important. Like if you have a desk, just a space in your uh, student room or, or your house, that is the place you work. And, you know, you can leave that place and not have to worry about work. But that really helps me as well like you know you know just having a comfortable space if you've got a nice view outside you know you can put on music like just just set the scene like Mm -hmm. okay the next few hours this is where I'm going to be studying this is where I'm going to be doing my reading and it's like a calm space and you know I'm saying this and I'm also aware there's a lot of students who you know I'm saying this from a place of privilege myself like I I can imagine there's a lot of students who who may not have that space and so I know SOAS are trying to currently work out a way of allowing students to come in I know they are booking slots I think you will probably get more information about this through SOAS emails closer maybe this week or next week closer to enrollment where students will be able to have a space for a couple of hours to to you know to get their studies done yeah so also you know practical self-care like trying to look after yourself for me in this period has been so important that just that being able to do things that feed your soul that make you happy It's such a stressful time now, you know, worrying about family, friends, not being able to see people, just that lack of connection, I think can be really isolating and not a very nice experience. So being kind to yourself, I think is a great thing. And I think as a student sort of starting SOAS, this is a great time to like explore hobbies and things that interest you. And again, you know, have a look at the societies that the SU have. Get involved with SOAS radio. There's a lot of sort of activities that um, you can get involved in. There's all sorts of societies. I mean, I remember one year they had the Hummus Appreciation Society, which is pretty amazing, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, if you love hummus, you know, join that society. So yeah, it's just about finding things you love. You know, I know uh, friends who enjoy knitting, you know, crocheting, or whether it's like exercising or reading or watching films, you know, self-care is really important. Yeah, and moving on, as I've mentioned, like making sure you stay connected, stay in touch with your friends and family if you can. 
it's it's so important I think to have that comfort and you know as well the SU hopefully will be a space where you can connect to new people and um, make friends I, I think that you know there are going to be challenges because it's online but I from what I know from the team I know there are a lot of active societies who will be organizing video meetups right Lucia like video meetups and things like that so staying connected try and do that um and the final tip i would say is just to make sure you're able to unwind when i say that that's just making sure you sleep and rest and you know not trying to um i guess physically relax you know because i think it's quite a crazy time I think term one I remember starting term one just feeling so overwhelmed you know you're you're stimulated by the work you're doing and SARS is an incredible place where you know you develop that critical eye on, on the world and you're making friends and it's all fast-paced and you know your body is very much involved in that and you are very busy doing all sorts of fun stuff but I think it's really important also to take it easy and especially you know with this pandemic looking after your body is so important like making sure you sleep making sure you eat well try and you know um, exercise I know there's talk about a second wave happening just eating well sleeping well things like that will um, you know make your life easier those yeah. are some amazing tips. Thank you, Susanna. No I think what's really important, one of the important aspects of making sure that this year is a successful year for yourself. And success is something that looks different for everyone, but it's really making sure that you take good care of yourself. And taking good care of yourself is also uh, knowing to reach out when you need help. So self-care is as much as being able to deal with some of the difficulties uh, you may experience, but also being able to to know when and how to reach out to people because as we mentioned earlier there are some amazing support structures in place within the union and the school that are really there to help you and I know Susanna mentioned that planning for example planning how you will study remotely and making sure you have a space where you can dedicate your studying to you and a separate space where you can take breaks that is important and unfortunately some of us not all of us will be able to have that space not not everyone will able to have that that kind of privacy you'll be even still living in halls so there is quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of challenges coming on coming your way so it's really important to know how and when you can uh, reach out to us and one last tip that I actually also wanted to add to that which is really important if you are having difficulties to for example dedicate time and space for your studies because for example you have to share a computer or you don't have any fast internet at home or you just have difficulties in accessing some of the tools you need to be able to study. The school offers uh, uh, offers students a hardship fund for students who are dealing with some financial difficulties as well. So if you don't have a, a laptop, don't have access to a laptop, and you and of course we're not able to work in the library yet, and you need access to a laptop or you need uh, to be able to get on the internet, you are able to uh, reach out to the school for a hardship fund and we also going to include that in the information box so you know how to find more information on that. I think like a big challenge for incoming students who will have to share 
um, mm-hmm. space. Um, you know, I'm, I know there are students who are who are moving to their accommodations as well, but sort of just making sure that you know sort of students who maybe don't have that privilege just are able to reach out to us like you know even just drop us an email if you need to speak you can you can contact myself or or Lucia and we can try and support you you know the best way we can and we can put that in the information box as well. Thank you so much Susanna I think this is a really good introduction to uh, coming to SOAS or coming back to SOAS how SOAS will look like over the next few months at least and it's really important for us to sure students are well prepared and also that you enjoy being at SOAS even if you're working remotely the SOAS experience is unique and you need to be able to enjoy that as much as possible so yeah you- definitely we both we both studied here yes. and now Oh, look at us we're still we're still still stuck here aren't we <laughs> Yes, and I think that's that's one thing that you'll definitely realize that once you come to SOAS, it's really difficult to let go. So um, just be prepared for that. So yeah. yeah, it might be useful just to give briefly, like um, just tell the listeners about you know plans of the next podcast. Yeah, so for yeah. the next podcast, we're actually hoping to invite our um, colleague Antonia Bright. She works a lot with students when it comes to student representation, uh, student elections. So really great to hear from her how she has managed to have the student engagement during this lockdown period, but also what her work actually looks like. How do you empower students to represent themselves within the within the school? What kind of influence um, do they have? And uh, what is the added value of becoming a student representative? Yeah, that's great. And I think the following weeks, we're going to try and interview our colleagues so you'll get to meet uh, the SU team which should be nice. So we're a small team but we all do uh, different things and we all have a lot to share and we hope that you guys will enjoy and learn something from it. So thank you so much for joining us today and I really hope to see you all whether virtually or physically at SOAS soon.